This podcast is a Kitty Wing production. Rockus Marcus. Rockus Marcus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of My High School iPod, the show where each episode we invite a guest on to share some of the music that they loved in high school. We listen to it. We talk about it. We think about it. We do other things. Um, Just those things. Those are just the things. I don't know why I get to that third one and I'm like... You always just drop it and I'm like, we don't do anything It's like I'm a bad host on a podcast or something. (laughs) Um... But uh, talk about it, yeah. think about it, and then we go home. And we, drink, go, <laughs> we drink beer about it. And we drink beer about it. <laughs> <laughs> we do one of those boomerang toasts about it. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say they won't know what we're talking about, but we'll put it. It'll be on they'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah. At this point, it'll be a huge viral success. Everybody knows what a boomerang toast is, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's when you put your beer on a boomerang. It's when you have yeah, a Hemsworth brother slowly. <laughs> Just her beer together and it says boom a rang. Boom a rang. Boom a rang. For three minutes straight. Three yeah. minutes. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, shut up, guest. <laughs> you haven't been introduced yet. Muhammad will constantly uh, berate the guest for talking before being introduced. I listened to the one that Ashley did and she talked way before yeah. you I think she's her. the only one I, I did. Also, I was a little intimidated. We were at her house. <laughs> but also, Muhammad talks before being introduced. Constantly. Oh, that's true. And yeah, Jay already introduced himself. Who are you? Oh, I didn't introduce. I'm the myself. guest. I haven't. Intru- <laughs> I haven't done it. This show's off the rails, and we're like a minute Please and a half in. Over. Well, let's say this is this is we're doing we're we're, we're this is. There's a different vibe going on. Totally tonight. different vibe. We're very unprofessional vibe. Yeah. We're normally very professional. It's about uh, two or three hours later than we normally record. Yeah. It's, uh, I thought you night. said this wasn't that late. Now <laughs> I feel real self-conscious. I mean, we're usually rapping around this time oh. instead of starting around this time. It's okay. This is going to be it's great. My high school iPod after dark. Ugh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> it's sexy up in here. I'm uh, taking my socks off. Ooh. <laughs> um, uh, oh, this this might not work. None of them work. I don't, okay. Uh, I forgot. I forgot. I'm excited. Are you doing a bit? Yeah, he's about to do a bit. Ooh. I am not throwing away my high school iPod. I am not throwing <laughs> yep, away my high school iPod. <laughs> I am just like my podcast. Um, young, streaming, and on various audio platforms and i am not throwing away my high school ipod i'm so glad that i don't have to do that worst part. one ever that's the worst <laughs> one ever. Yeah. i'm just glad i feel like you you just have to you you, you like there's no <laughs> you're gonna run out of things to do <laughs> i also don't have to do them but every week i'm like God, now you have to now the, people what expect are we doing it. this week um i'm your host jay howell we're shooting we're we're shooting in my living room we're, 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 we're shooting the audio we're shooting the audio in my living room, uh, which normally we do it at Muhammad's house. Yeah. Um, so, so my house is Kitty Wing Kitchen Studios. What what do you call what do you call this place? Doggy what? leg. <laughs> doggy studios. <laughs> uh, hey, doggy style studios, baby! It's my high school iPod after dark. <laughs> <laughs> no one's listening anymore. They're all tuned out. I'm joined as always by my friend, my co-host, my producer, the 
Rizzoli to my aisles. You've said that one already. I think just like two days ago you said that one. What, I, what does that mean? Well, there's that a, a baseball there's, thing. No, it was, um, it was a very cop drama. TNT drama. Uh, Rizzoli and Isles. Have I done Franklin and Bash? The Franklin. Ooh, I don't know. I okay. don't think so. That's Let's a do a hard one. edit here so we can okay. go back. Pause. The Franklin to my bash. Oh, you know what? I have a, I have a pretty good one. Muhammad Joma. I have a pretty good one. Go. The suits to my white collar. <laughs> what? There are two two NT shows. And they gotta go together. Suits, white collar. Whatever. Hey, anyways. I Looking mean, at your shirt, true. I would say the tie to my die. Hey my guy. <laughs> How are you, Muhammad? I'm okay. I'm excited to be here recording. Yeah. It's a whole new vibe. It really is. Um, we should probably go ahead and jump in and introduce our guest since we've been talking to him this whole time. Hold on, I'm going to get another beer. Plus, plus you know, we I, this is a out-of-town friend. You know, I don't want to waste a moment that we have with him not talking to him. Yeah, even though he just left. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so let's fill some time before he gets here. Um, I uh yeah I he calls beers ice cold crispy boys. That's what they do on the on the west coast, baby. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm very excited to introduce our guest. Ooh, uh, I uh, thirsty anyone? That's oh, tasty. Here, we gotta get a song for him. Give me that corn. Our our guest is a uh, is a uh, one of my one of my best friends that I met in high school. Uh, he. Uh, has remained one of my best friends. And when we started uh, doing this show, I was like, man, it would be really great to get him to do an episode. Uh, but he lives uh, out there in Hollywood. Uh, but he is here for a couple days. So rather than just hanging out with him, I was like, hey, do you want to come do our podcast? And he said yes. Uh, so here he is. Uh, he has worked on uh, such shows as Drunk History and another period and other things that I maybe should have asked him ahead of time before I <laughs> introduced him this way, but I think I'm doing a great job. Welcome to the show, Chase Sampson. Hey, Chase. Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. So excited to be here, finally. Big fan. Both I, of you as people and of this thing that you've created together. Thank you. Which which one is the first? Me. People. Me. No, no, he's not saying who do I oh, like more. No, no. He's saying oh. it's not a competition oh, between us. I thought this is that like that uh, as good as it gets moment with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Chase, hey, thanks for being on our podcast. Like I said, I'm thrilled to be here. I've dreamed, dreamed, dreamt about this moment. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think it's dreamt. I've dreamt about this moment. When you're the in, and the 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 end. when you're out in LA, do yeah. people ever call you out on your southern draw? Oh, all the time. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? And I feel like you'll be real with me about this, Jay. I've had like very recently, like in the last couple of years, because I work in the film industry and I work with different people like every day. Sometimes, like I work with like seventy-five totally new people every day. And lately, the last couple of years on different sets I've been working on, I've had like, it's like six or seven people now have said, Hey, do you ever get John Malkovich? <laughs> uh. <laughs> and the, the, the first one I was like, Oh, this guy is like, doesn't know me at all. And then the second one I was like, 
that's weird. And then on the third one, I got really self-conscious. <laughs> like they're fucking with you? Like, like vo- no. vocally, not facially. Yeah, like, but that like I sound and talk. Which is weird because he has such a specific yeah. and unique way of, it's like somebody coming up to exactly Jay and being like. like this. <laughs> yeah. It's like somebody coming up to you and being like, uh, you sound just like Christopher Walken. <laughs> just be like, nobody sounds like him. But, but someone the other day actually said, they said John Malkovich, and I was like, oh, like I sound like him? He's like, no, no, like you look like him. What the <laughs> And then fuck? I was like, okay, now I know. <laughs> this is, this is Some someone, weird I'm, practical uh, joke on you. But they were like, no, no, because when he's in Rounders, he has a red beard. Oh. And I was like, yeah, but he's also bald. Yeah. In that, like completely. Like, and Russian. He's always like, been bald. Cube, cube ball head. And Russian. I don't think. <laughs> I had somebody uh, I had worked with you know sort of on i would see him maybe once a week but for like a year he was talking about some basketball team from like the 70s and he was like muhammad do you remember them and i was like what who and he was like you you remember that team when they were playing and i was like no man i was born in 85 and he's like oh (laughs) i I thought you were like in your 50s And I was like, what? That's like what, how? That's like what a four-year-old says when you're like, how old am I? And they're like, a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Do you work with four-year-olds? He was uh, a man in his 50s. You think he'd be able what? to recognize. He was just like, I thought you were like in your 50s. Uh. I, like, I mean, I got a little gray in my beard, but I'm like, I don't look like I'm fucking 50. Yeah. All right, well, I'm sorry to sidetrack that about no, no. This, this whole fucking podcast about is about it. it's weird that multiple people. Yeah, it's no, like it's that. now it's like six or seven different people. <laughs> I, I, had, I think I do speak pretty slow sometimes. Like yeah, and deliberately, in very deliberately, and mm. I think it comes across as kind of like monotone or like robotic. But sure, but uh, not but Mal- Malkovich. Nah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Anyways, right, well, thanks for being real with me. Yeah, <laughs> we got um, you. I feel better. So, if anybody anyways, ever accuses you of sounding like anybody else, you just call me. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> John Malkovich. I mean Chase. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, we we uh, the three of us. We all uh, grew up. We uh, went to high school together. Um, I met you in tenth grade, but Muhammad might probably. I think was I met before. you. We were friends in freshman year. No, probably. I moved here when I was in tenth grade. Oh, okay. Okay. And we weren't. No, I moved here in two thousand one. I definitely That's don't remember uh, meeting you or anything. Yeah. We were just friends. Mm-hmm. friends so, um, but you know, for the for the listeners who 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 don't know you as well, uh, give us a little little background. What was what was Chase Sampson like in high school? Like, what were your things you were interested in? And you know, a little a little background. Well, uh, I guess when I was in like seventh grade i guess it probably was i heard blink 182 for the first time and decided i knew exactly who i was going to be when i grew up (laughs) based off of that (laughs) and i knew exactly what kind of tube socks i needed to buy uh but no for real like hearing blink 182 at that age was like i really was like this is what i have been missing is like i've i've liked music my whole life and been into it and my my dad was actually really into music growing up like i had a very uh lucky childhood upbringing musically that my dad was really into music and not just like classic rock Mm -hmm. or like the beatles like my dad loved new wave so like i grew up listening to a lot of like b52s and the cars and devo and like even like some like the clash and this kind of stuff that 
my dad was into and talking heads and my mom would hate driving with us because <laughs> we'd be like put on talking heads <laughs> you both said it in unison yeah me and my sister would be oh, not you back. and your dad no no <laughs> please <laughs> yeah and my dad would put on talking heads and me and my sister would sing along and yeah and so like that informed it but it wasn't like i didn't hear anything real like yeah other than like the clash that was kind of more in the punk mm-hmm. realm and that was like the first time hearing something kind of like more pop punky i was just like yeah like this is like me this like it like god it is embarrassing to say but it truly like spoke to my soul i think i think that not only that genre, but specifically even Blink-182 was v- just like the perfect music for like 12, 13, mm-hmm. 14 year olds. Yeah, like yeah. it just like speaks so much to like the way that you feel kind of like hyperactive, but also like really emotional all the time. Well, and, and also <laughs> where you're like really desperately searching to like find your identity. Right. And, like, right. You almost yeah. feel like, like you're being rushed into like, you better figure out like who you are real quick and like because you have like you're about to be in high school yeah and, like you have high school coming up and you better like know yeah. who you are by the time you hit ninth grade you gotta know who yes. you're sitting with at lunch mm-hmm. you gotta have yeah you gotta have all that shit and they they were like cool kind of edgy but so totally so accessible. accessible yeah like by no means were they something that they seemed like safe. scary or anything yeah they just said bad words right, right. That do you was think edgy enough do you think and uh like we we've had a lot of people on here i found that uh were similar to me and you and like like growing up you know religious mm-hmm. do you think that because for me i feel like anything kind of like punk rock did also have that little like oh like oh, yeah. this is these guys are these guys do some pretty crazy shit yeah and i don't know if i'm allowed <laughs> to listen to this well i remember specifically getting uh enema of the state in yeah. middle school well, not getting it because I borrowed it from a friend, and this was also like before CD burners. Yeah. So I would just like allow like get borrowed, but I would hide it in my like sock drawer because yeah. it Tube had a parental advisory thing on it. And I specifically remember my sister was actually even a little bit ahead of me as far as like being into punk stuff. Like she, I specifically remember. Uh, but this was like even before I was my sister and I did not get along like growing up until like after we both were like graduated college. We didn't have a great relationship. Me and my brother we were the just, same way. We would just like try to get each other in trouble all the time. Yeah. And I remember being in like sixth grade and finding my sister's less than Jake CD ha! that had a parental advisory on it. And I showed my dad and he broke it oh! <laughs> straight up broke the cd my mom broke my matchbox 20 cd because oh there was a song a song called damn i don't even think it had a parental advisory on it but it just had a song well, called should have with a song with that like kind that of language. <laughs> my mom but that parent strength of yeah. just breaking a cd but mom... i totally tattled on her and i felt bad because then like a couple years later i heard less than jake and i was like I like this band. <laughs> uh, just, to, just to sort of showcase how different we were. I remember I must have been in middle school because it was after football practice, and I only played before high Jock. school. Yeah, but I remember being at a blockbuster and asking my mom to buy me the Sublime self-titled album with mm. a parental advisory sticker, and she did. 
<laughs> she didn't she didn't understand the words because uh, she's from lebanon yeah <laughs> i get it sublime i mean does she i mean no she knew she joke. knew what it, she knew what that was she did really? yeah they, i was kind of making a joke but also i would think that maybe she wouldn't understand like the levity of like what that meant i mean because that she might that not was, like, have, such a uh, bs Pardon my language. Uh, thing like the you whole can't curse and take it easy. The whole parental advisory label thing was such like a political stunt by yeah, Republicans yeah, yeah. that yeah. it was like I I would think that maybe your mom wouldn't have even been dialed D- into tapped that to know just what was to, happening to, to, to like the fervor around the parental yeah because advisory labor because I would just wouldn't think she would well, my, give a shit. I'll say my my both my parents were kind of just weird about content and and child, like there was just some things that they would get you know, get in their heads were bad, mm-hmm. and then that was we're off limits. So, like, Beavis and Butthead was off limits, right? Because, you know, whatever, they probably so. saw it on whatever show that, that it was nasty or whatever. His name was um, Butt. But we used to watch Married with Children with my dad all the time, you know? <laughs> way worse. Yeah, way worse. And then, like, also, my, like, we weren't really allowed to watch Rated R. Actually, later on, like, by the time I was in high school, we were watching Rated R movies in the theaters, but we weren't allowed to for a while but my dad would buy vhs's and then we'd watch them at home like even as a family so i watched like blood sport i watched all like the uh like 80s action movies mm-hmm. which are very violent and have boobs and have bad language nice you know and we <laughs> watched those like i remember watching that with like my brother and sister who like we were between the ages of like 11 and 14 you know and oh, yeah. just like all never. sitting around the tv watching something terrible I, w- I wasn't allowed to watch the simpsons me either. neither. But then, like, when I was, like, 15, my dad, some friend of his, showed him The Simpsons for the first time. <laughs> and it, to this day, is his favorite show. Like, and he's still... He's like, he this quote, is what like, I've been missing? True, he truly had one of these, like, I fell for the parental advisory, like, Republican yeah. moral majority trap. Yeah. And, like, yeah. this was actually a really clever and funny show. And I missed out on it because I got suckered in like a lot of people did we uh and whatever. the parental advisory sticker is still out there yeah uh, should we keep talking about high school <laughs> yeah, that was a it's, good it's uh it's uh, my high school ipod nights it's a weird vibe after here. dark oh yeah, yeah. After, um after dark. chase do you do you find that living out in uh los angeles do you ever bring up bands to people that were like a big part of your high school and they are just like they don't they're from like a kind of another part of the country and they don't really they they didn't really get those bands or they have bands that they were super into that you is that a is that a thing that comes up yeah actually totally uh like a lot of the bands that i would play well i guess it's more also that like kind of what we were saying the very beginning was that you and i jay were both into like kind of the more christian alternative Mm -hmm. punk ska whatever scene and i mean that's that didn't make it out to godless california <laughs> obviously where they're just aborting babies <laughs> 10 10 abortions a day per person it's like a <laughs> law over there they have to yeah you must abort a baby oh boy <laughs> so they didn't get that but um no i mean just cuz we pretty much I mean, we've had a few people that grew up in different states, but for the most part, it's all kind of people who grew up here. And so whenever they bring up the bands they do bring up, 
I'm well, like, oh yeah, I remember. I was also into these bands, so I didn't know if there was like a geographical. I'll say everybody where, who's ever been on this podcast has brought up like uh, Outcast and like yeah, that like that level of hip hop. It just seems yeah. to be like something that if you were our age, living in Atlanta around Atlanta you know at that time you were probably listening to some southern hip-hop mm-hmm. you know yeah not and i wonder me. like how i mean they were <laughs> not because <laughs> like outcast obviously huge band even at the time but i always wonder like was that just something that everybody was listening to or is it just literally like well, everybody uh, I, I, I was never really into hip-hop until like way later and actually the first i almost put it on this playlist but i didn't and now I kind of wish I would. But the first <laughs> hip hop album I was ever really, really into was Black Star. And that's because oh, yeah. you introduced me to that. That's great. I'm so and, happy to hear that. And Jay I said got, the same thing. We've talked oh, about really? Black Star yeah. before on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. And that, like, blew my mind. That album that's completely awesome. Completely blew my mind. It still holds it, up. It, it, oh, my gosh. It, <laughs> it's like, a great. I was listening album. to it before I put it on here, and I was just like, ah, it's so, so divergent from everything else on this list <laughs> that it would just seem kind of disingenuous for me to even include it. <laughs> like, but put it, something cool on here. <laughs> yeah, but like, I actually really did listen to it a lot in yeah. high school because of you, and then I listened to tons of like most stuff after that through college and Talib Kweli and like, that, that whole yeah. scene, but I always felt like I shouldn't be <laughs> not, not because like just not because like I, it was wrong, but just because I don't know. I didn't, I it didn't, didn't feel like mesh with who you yeah. thought you were or your taste, what you thought your taste were maybe that, but also like, I didn't feel like I had a, almost like had a right to connect with it in that way. Sure. Like, the things they were talking about were not things that I could relate to, but they were things that I really liked listening to the story of. Not, right. I mean, not just like listening to, but like learning something from like, oh, this is like what someone else's experience is. Yeah. But also like I would feel embarrassed like driving around with it really loud. Because <laughs> right. I was like, these people are going to think that I'm like trying to be cool. And genuinely, I just really like yeah. how it sounds. <laughs> like, I really like listening to their experience of growing up in New York in this time period. Right. But, like something I know nothing about right. and cannot relate to at all. <laughs> uh, I can't roll down the windows in my car anymore because I'll, I listen to podcasts while I drive all the time. Oh, and I'm cool. always like, it's not really a thing that like, if somebody pulls up next to you, you want them to like hear, I don't know. You want to, you it feels weird. Ira Glass. Yeah. Like, act one. <laughs> feels just weirdly like a personal thing. Like you're listening to the, like the middle of this show that I'm into. Wow. <laughs> so that definitely, this. that definitely was a, a, something i went through in high school but it is not reflected on this list because i think it would just be kind of weird with all this other terrible music <laughs> that i have on here do you want to get into it you want to play I something i do want to get into Let's it do this okay well so uh kind of like i was saying in the beginning of it i had like in seventh and eighth grade is like when i really got into like blink 182 and that really quickly like diverted into ska for me ah. so like ska was a big thing for me in like seventh and eighth grade so you were in florida i was in florida i was i, I lived in jacksonville florida from the time i was in like fourth or fifth grade until ninth grade and then i moved here to atlanta uh the summer after ninth grade right before 10th grade and i met jay 
and Muhammad shortly after that. I remember but your so, checkered vans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so when I showed up to, to our high school, I was all about ska and checkered vans and my five iron frenzy shirts. You walked down the hallway with a trombone, which was, was weird, but just blowing on my <laughs> trombone. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was real into ska, but I was still also into more like pop and pop punk stuff. So like I wanna I wanted to like play a bunch of like the ska bands I was into at that time, but like by the time I really got here, I was like already on the downslope of that. Like I was like kind of growing out of it. But I do wanna start uh with a ska band that I really liked. And this is an album that I still listen to that I think still holds up. Uh, and I'm going to play it for you now. Kind of new way It is. And that's why I think it still holds up. It's not straight up. Something in the way I have no idea who this is. Is it like me first in the game? Give me no. I have no idea. The ska voice I've ever heard. Also, no horns yet. Uh, but it's got that synth. We <laughs> get organ. Yeah. Who is this? This is the hippos. Uh, never heard of them. No? I don't think so. Yeah, I guess there aren't really any horns in this song yeah. either. There's a lot songs. of horns in this album. Yeah, they have a, it, I mean, a, almost a not like doo woppy, but I guess kind of. Yeah, just that, like that chorus especially. This, yeah, this is this is just like a great pop song. Like yeah, a great pop it sounds song. this sounds kind of more like the radio stuff in, mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. Well, so this is a funny. So this band, the Hippos, they uh, they had this one album called Heads Are Gonna Roll and it was really great and it was like kind of a mashup between Ska and New Wave with all these like great analog synths yeah. which was like right up my alley at the time uh, and still is like I love anything with analog synths like mm-hmm. even like chip tune stuff yeah. like 8-bitty music I love it kind of reminds me of No Doubt yeah. yeah the early No Doubt stuff yeah yeah um, yeah, actually, it's kind of dumb that I put a song that doesn't have any <laughs> horns. Do you know what Sky even is? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this album came out in, like, 2000 or something. Uh, but I still listen to it today. I think it's a great album. There's tons of, like, really weird instrumentation on it. That's but cool. the thing I, I learned when I was looking this album up uh, to put on here, the singer of this band is now one of the most successful producers in the music industry. Really? Did he write Old Town Road? He didn't write Old Town Road, but he has written music for Adele, <laughs> Vampire Weekend, wow. uh, Madonna, like huge That's songs amazing. he produced. We were and just talking about uh, the guy from um, Semi-Sonic, Semi-Sonic, was it? Yeah. yeah, the Closing Time guy. Yeah. He, 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 wrote some, he wrote a lot on Adele's like first album oh. and stuff and well, yeah. did you know you remember so American interesting Hi-Fi? Uh, <laughs> that's oh, like yeah, yeah. my favorite karaoke song flavor of the week great yeah. song yeah. It, it brings the house down every time the dude who is the singer of that band is miley cyrus's producer songwriter and touring really? drummer. good for I'm him i'm a fan yeah so 
I don't. His name. Miley Stacey. News. Chase Stacey bringing something. Miley News. Yeah. Stacy something. But yeah, I I love that actually. Whenever like somebody like specifically when they like find success in pop, but like in behind the scenes where you're just like, oh yeah, you were, were a pop star. That's what you yeah. were. You just you know weren't like the most presentable pop star or whatever. They also so realize you, there's way more money to be made right writing right. the songs. And well, especially <laughs> when you think about somebody like that who like works with Adele or something, where you're like, oh, you're good. Like you're making good mm-hmm. pop music, mm-hmm. and that's that's a skill on its own. It's just a sort of a it's, different. It's just skill funny than, like looking at all these like hippo promos images it's like all of them in suits like yeah, the black yeah. and white suits and yeah. then you google the guy and now it's just him like looking like an LA like right. hipster with curly right. hair and like gold chains and like, <laughs> yeah. like fitted crew neck sweatshirts like sitting in the studio in black and white pictures that's funny wait hey pull the, pull the music up again because sure. I realized that song it has horns at the end but you uh. turn it down okay ready it sure does there they are Good <laughs> what do you like, think those guys God were doing? You remembered. <laughs> what do you think they were doing for the whole rest of the song? Whenever you went and saw a ska band and they weren't playing the horn section, would like do, do this like side do the, to side? Yeah, they do like the, the, the unison trumpet. move. Yeah, um, to the sides. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, my my favorite ska band uh, was Five Iron Frenzy, and they were like a, a Christian ska band. They're also a very, very talented band, and they played with lots of secular ska bands and went on tour with like Less Than Jake and Real Big Fish and stuff. Um, and I loved them through middle school, but right when I got to our high school, they put out a new album, and this is a song from that that I think is another like ska-ish song mm-hmm. that is still pretty good. Um, a little crunchier than regular set. You know the song? Probably once he starts singing, I here we comes had the singing, but not right now. But after this, we <laughs> when Kyle was on here, we talked about like the supertones versus Five Iron Frenzy, and me and Kyle were I listened, were I supertones fans. Yeah. I never got into the supertones. I know they were too wussy for me. <laughs> Get out of they here! They were too Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Did we have we ever actually listened to Five Iron Frenzy on the show? I, I feel like we, we talked about with, it. With uh, Matt. So, uh, they're, they're like they, all their hits came pre-high school for me so yeah. this, this album was like they were already on their oh, like, yeah. heading toward retirement but that being said they actually just came out to LA and played a show last year and I went and it was incredible it was them Squad 5-0 and Slick Shoes ah. and it was an incredible show and I got a shirt a Five Iron Frenzy shirt that says I used to listen to Five Iron Frenzy. <laughs> That's pretty great. And I thought that was so genius. That's they a great their shirt. Market so well, like, yeah. Everyone there is just people who used to listen to them that don't like almost ever unless they're on a road trip. Yeah, it's just for nostalgia. Like if there's a podcast where you sure. play the music, it's the perfect thing. That's what we've uh, we we've. Like the last time the Get Up Kids came, me and a friend of the podcast Justin went, and it was all dudes our age. Like there weren't any like young fans there, yeah. and it's just like, oh yeah, because there's right. not new Get Up Kids fans. They're just people that want them to play like, uh, you know, Don't Hate Me and like mm-hmm. you know, the the hits. Um. So, also in the vein of Five Iron Frenzy was MXPX. 
that a lot of people were into. And that was another band that I got really into in middle school. Did you know they were a Christian band, Muhammad? The- MXPX was? <laughs> JK. We've, we've, uh, you had come, that conversation? They've come up uh, on a few episodes, and well, every time he goes, I didn't know MXPX was a Christian I'm not even going to bother playing MXPX, because I know you guys have had them talking about but I you probably have had this too, but I'm going to go in a real embarrassing direction. You can play what, even if you repeat stuff, it's totally fine. It's like everybody knows some experience, (laughs) but also everyone knows the band I'm about to play. But the first show I ever went to when I was in ninth grade, I went with my buddy Josh when I lived in Florida and we went to go see MXPX and their opener was a band that didn't have a CD yet. uh, That wasn't famous at all. And they're a band called Good Charlotte. Ha! <laughs> they were the opener. And I thought they were the coolest <laughs> band I'd ever seen or heard. And they didn't they didn't they had like shirts. So I got a Good Charlotte shirt. Yeah, they wow. didn't even have a CD. What year was this? This was ninety-nine. Wow. I feel like I, I had no idea who they were, and then they were mega famous. So, yeah. like, I did not even know they ever had a moment like that. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were, like, at one point, were actually, like, a real band that yeah. like, went on tour opening for other bands. Right. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, boom, they they jumped a whole level of paying your dues yeah. to, like, skyrocket to They success. were, like, number so three I'm, on TRL. I'm just going to play... This song that is so bad. Oh, <laughs> so bad. Waldorf, nap time. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I loved it so much. When when they finally put out a CD, I was like the first one to go get it. <laughs> You're like, no, you I, guys, trust me. Guys, were they famous at that point? No, or, no, it was okay. still like, I was like on, on their email list. Ah. And they put out it because I signed up at the show on their mailing list. They and had, were like, we have an album coming out soon. But then, like, it came out on the music. Label. <laughs> Just yeah, they did talks. a lot of kind it's of coming. like rapping. Yeah. But not like, not like what this is They would do rapping, but in close harmony. Like the Everly Brothers, if they were rappers. <laughs> <laughs> You're the first person to ever compare Good Charlotte to the Everly Brothers. <laughs> Which the Everly Brothers in this day are like my favorite recording artists ever and i and honestly i think that like my love of that i'll talk about this a lot on this show like the thing i love the most in music is harmonies like close Mm -hmm. harmony singing guy girl 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 yeah guy on guy girl guy (laughs) after dark we still talking (laughs) harmonies (laughs) guitar harmonies like even like even like a terrible 80s hair metal song will get me if it has a great guitar solo with like yeah. close harmony guitar yeah. I, just, I don't know so like no, when, no, I heard, I get it. when I heard Good Charlotte it just like it found that like love of close harmony in me that I didn't even know I really had at a young age sure this is terrible though it is so bad <laughs> turn it up a little bit I okay. just want to listen to how bad it is for a second they're talking about that they were on welfare that was their story. Was yeah, they their like dad left and they were on welfare. Yeah, about it. Oh, they family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, two, the, the guitar two, player like, and the singer. Yeah. Benji and Joel. One was fat and one was fat. <laughs> so they weren't identical. <laughs> and then they, they both used ended to. up marrying, like, I think they both married Paris Hilton. Aww, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, they stick together. <laughs> I remember liking Good Charlotte 
for a, like a brief I, yeah, little. I don't remember ever like our paths of Good Charlotte. I think it was pre us being friends, and I think even when I like first heard them, in my mind I was like, I like this, but this isn't like some forty one or Blink one eighty two. Right, I know, like, and that's such a stupid. Are, I think about that all the time. Yeah. All the bands I hated that I was like, they were so close to bands I loved. Yeah, but something about them I was just like, not cool. Yeah. I was like, this is what people listen to when they go to the mall. I fucking hated Good Charlotte, but I, honestly, I think they also like that because was the they were self titled album. They were so big by the time I heard them, and I was already kind of on a downswing of like that type of pop punk anyway mm-hmm. you know what i mean that it was just like anything new i was like this sucks but i was still going to play quite two shows all the time in green day i and think whatever, if i wouldn't have caught them at the exact time that i did absolutely i, I probably would have i probably would have liked them if i saw them you know and that i talk about the used and i hated that band after <laughs> a short period of time but when i saw them live at the warp tour on a small shitty stage i was like this is the most amazing band i spent like a month telling people how amazing they were and then like listen to their an- a- album a hand full times it was like i don't think i like these guys you go back, you're like okay who did i say they were amazing do you right. go back and you're like you're hey like, remember what i said yeah. change my mind i was a different band i was confused so uh i'm still in ninth grade and i'm about to move out of it but like this is like your one man show i love this <laughs> what is, am i doing it every no, sunday my dad her, take me to the ball it's, no, 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 it's so good <laughs> oh man! No, no I'm go. sorry. No, it, this is great. I love this. Keep going. Well, I was just gonna say this is a this is a band that when I met you, you really liked, and I was already way over them, and I thought it was lame that you still like. Them. <laughs> <laughs> is this because I just said the one man show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 God damn no, this was. Uh, I want to tell a story about how we met, but you play this. Okay, song I'll play first. this, and then I'll do it. Okay. This has a weird, uh, like movie movie quote intro to this song I still like this what is this <laughs> this is the Atari yeah, oh, yeah. that was their first their album before they covered Boys of Summer okay. when they were still good <laughs> to, to make myself sound even lamer uh, I knew like San Dimas High School football rules Which was on this album Yeah But the album Where they were like Let's be an emo band now That was the one I really liked <laughs> I hated that album I thought it was so lame And I I hated that you liked it <laughs> Jay and I had a, weird, a complicated friendship of our music Jay's <laughs> were getting mad at me and Well Jay would get mad at me too <laughs> When I when I when I had went through a hardcore phase, Jay got real yes. upset. <laughs> I was like, "You gotta cut this shit out." What, what were you guys overlapping with, though? I mean, like, what, pretty much what was everything else. Everything, everything else is just like we, we had like two like slightly different. We had, there were probably like four bands total. We disagreed right. on, and then otherwise we had the exact same thing. We would we would both sit at uh, a computer like at a computer screen and look at like the inner punk website and be like, "I'm gonna get that shit." Shirt. Ooh, you get that shirt. I'm gonna okay. get that shirt. No, I, I want that shirt. No, 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 no. If no, I got this sticker on my car, would you be mad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit outside of that from you guys' French. Like, I didn't listen to all the same bands as you. I was kind of into my own thing at the same time. It was but always fun when ones. when you like. I think we've referenced. There's that like newfound glory show that we all yeah, went yeah. to together. Senior was, year. Was, was it, it really senior year? senior year, guys? I definitely was, was driving. Newfound Glory, yeah. Dashboard Confessional, 
Vendetta Red. And <laughs> no, 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 no. The one I'm thinking of was uh, was Thrice was there. Was I remember that. Newfound Glory, th- Finch. Oh, Finch. That's something what I'm thinking corporate. Of. Finch. And somebody I, else. I think I was out of town for that show, but I remember. Mm. Oh shit, maybe you were. Yeah, oh. I think I was like in Pittsburgh. I'm so sorry, man. It was a it's, great show. Like, you should have been there. Okay. No, I, I went. I I didn't see Newfound Glory live at all until my senior year, when I already didn't like them anymore. <laughs> but it was still really fun. <laughs> um. When I met Chase, uh, we we played in the worship band together, and I had my like bass drum was covered in uh, just like was it covered in Reliant K stickers? It was covered in a bunch of stickers. <laughs> yes, <Hey-o. laughs> there was definitely Reliant K sticker. There was a Goonies sticker, and you walked in with your guitar case that had a Bill and Ted sticker that we both gotten stickers from Hot Topic. Definitely and I was like, Topic. "Hey, I like your Bill and Ted sticker," and you were like, "Hey, I like your Goonies sticker," and I was like, <laughs> yeah. "You want to be best friends?" And then in like 20 years, you'll do my podcast where we talk about how lame this is. <laughs> you were like, "Absolutely." That's funny. Is that how you guys met? Being in yeah. uh, wor- worship yeah, band. I, I was the in worship. I was in my church was worship band when I was in Florida. And we moved up here, and I just like wanted to play music. Yeah. And my parents were like, "Oh well, we're we got recommended to go to, to go to this church. You should come with us." And I did, and I talked to whoever was leading worship for that. And you Is had, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to say okay, his name. Sorry. <laughs> Edit. Oh, sure. Chase had a uh, the Tom DeLonge Fender guitar. So me and uh, yeah, me and Ben Paget were like. It was like a bullseye. We were like, that guy's going to be in our band. <laughs> we, were looking we had for the church band, but then we immediately diverted yeah. into the secular yeah. band where we sang about chicks. Yeah! And beer. No, I, remember going, beer. I remember going to like a uh, show. I don't know if it was a My Friend Wendell show, but it was something at a church. It was My Friend Wendell. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember. They almost didn't let you in. <laughs> <laughs> Very uncomfortable for me the whole time. I did a lot of that stuff. I I think I went to a Reliant K show with somebody. Maybe it wasn't you, but and that is I, the I didn't band really like for anyone who doesn't yeah. know who was a Christian pop punk band that I really liked when I was in ninth grade. We, you keep going. Oh, I was just gonna say I like there was a lot of like bands like this. Like I, I didn't not like this, but I didn't really listen to it that much either. Like this song's about Back to the Future. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. about God. But they wrote right. to you. And this was the first song on the album. They tricked you. And then a few songs in, then they started talking about the. More I also didn't really stuff. know any of this because we didn't really talk about it that much. I feel like it's not like we were like, "This is a Christian rock band, Muhammad. You're Muslim. That's interesting," or anything <laughs> like that. It was just more of a like, "Oh yeah, you guys are doing something at your church. Okay, cool. I guess I'll go." And then being like, "Ah, oh, I'm." Different than we everybody almost, here. We almost got you. <laughs> we almost, we got. almost got you. Almost, but you know, or even we at these so shows, many points I mean, if we got you, like of course MXPX, we talked about, but even like relying like all these bands, I didn't know they were fucking Christian bands. I was just kind of like into them. I was into MXPX, or but this was I was just like, yeah, not really was into like it. The loosest of the mm-hmm. Christian yeah. punk bands. They had like two lyrics and two of their eight hundred songs, right? And that's why we liked them. Was like we didn't want anything to be too because there was like worship music and then there was like lame, yeah, which was lame. Still is, yeah. (laughs) It's gotten way lamer. Yeah. Um, I knew I wasn't gonna get you guys, convince you guys to get into uh, um, 
Sublime. Uh, yeah, Sublime 311. <laughs> slightly stupid. So I met you guys over there on the Reliant yeah. K. And, and also, I was listening to a lot of the uh, fart punk bands, as Rudy calls them already. So like it wasn't what that far that, relief. Like uh, no effects and the vandals. And That's exactly what I would have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ru- Rudy Turner coined that phrase on the show, and I was just accurate. like, "Yep, nice that's work, exactly Rudy. what that is." We actually so that not that Reliant K song, but a different song on that album, because uh, that was their first album, I think. Right? That was their first one. I, yeah. I mean, maybe they have like a demo. Or something. Yeah. That was their first full. Album. Um, and so it was. We, we I put one of those songs on the last power hour episode that we did. And I remember when I put it on there, I was like, this sound like just the quality of the guitars and everything. It just sounded so bad. And literally like the day after we recorded that episode, it hadn't been released yet because we just recorded it. I got a text from chase that was like, I was listening to the Reliant K album. Really? Yeah. That's and awesome. It sounds so bad. And I, we had this whole like text thread where I was like, dude, holy shit. That's I just so cool. played it and it did sound bad. And why did we let them get away with that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this album rules. And it like, it's just the, the quality of it was garbage. Not even like cool garbage. Just, <laughs> right. Just not like a cool re- lo-fi. Just yeah. poor recording <laughs> techniques. <laughs> it was like, well, they recorded it in a basement and they were underwater. Yeah. It's like, no, they just, they yeah, had money. They just money. used really bad amps. Because <laughs> like they probably thought it sounded good because it, it was like, that was the times. Yeah. That's funny. Um, what else we got, Chase? Did, did you lean in before you go to the next song? Did you lean into any of that fart punk from this? Did you get into any of those um, kind of bands or even like Pennywise or? Uh, so my my uh, big, uh, I, as most people our age, no matter if they were into this music or not, no, like they were exposed to all of that through the Tony Hawk Pro yeah, Skater. Absolutely, I knew exactly where you're yeah. going with that. So like, so like that was the first. Pl- place i heard a lot like dead kennedys right. the vandals and pennywise and those kind of bands and i liked those songs i really liked like listening to those songs while i was playing tony Hawk. Sure. and i would like make a playlist that was like get rid of all the rap music right. put on only the punk music get rid of like anything that isn't three chord power pop punk pop punk uh and so like i yeah there were a lot of there were a lot of bands on there that like that that i liked but when i would go listen to them outside of that it just like didn't really like do as much for me as what i was into at the time sure which was far wussier than than all of that and that's pretty much who i am as a person (laughs) the wussier version of everything that's cool um yeah, I, like that just the kind of stuff didn't do anything to, for me. But also I think that kind of like what Jay and I were saying also was that they definitely like delved a lot harder into the more controversial subject matter. Sure. Even more than like a Blink-182 did. Yeah, like, absolutely. a yeah. lot more. Yeah. Like they were a lot angrier. Yeah. And they were singing about like it, drugs and stuff. It, it, Blink-182 never sing about yeah. drugs. Mm-hmm. They just sing about like a lot of, sex and a lot of that- drinking. scene especially like some of the like less deep cuts Mm -hmm. (laughs) like these bands that we're talking about they 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 were it was like all light 
anarchy you mm-hmm. know it was all just sort of like you know fuck school kind of yeah. like it wasn't it wasn't anything too deep or anything but it was uh, uh, on the surface it was like definitely to let like you know 14 year olds kind of get their anger out by mm-hmm. listening to it um so yeah i i mean i hear you it was definitely like uh it definitely felt like badass to listen to it felt like yeah you're but also but also cool. kind of in the fart rock vein i felt like all the kids i knew who listened to that all really needed to shower more <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. i mean like yeah there was that you've, scene. you have never watched this this fat <laughs> records hoodie ever yeah. and i think yeah. you should and i don't want to get one because i don't want to seem like that was that was kind of a stonery scene too yeah also i mean there's a lot of like pot smoke and stuff going around in, uh those shows or that that crew i guess really those were the- i'm thinking of like one guy in particular whose name i won't say but i was just like i'd go to his fucking shitty little basement apartment and i mean his parents house and like everyone would just be smoking weed and playing like punk rock records so. and tony hawk and tony hawk yeah. those were the those like patches that you would see that had the like safety pins yeah them uh-huh. on. so Absolutely. i always knew those bands through even like, <laughs> like operation yeah. ivy i'd never yeah. heard an operation ivy song but i was like well i've seen the patch so i know that right. they, I know what they sound something. like based on how this person yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I I never really like got into Tree Fort like Mitch did. Sure, yeah. But like the song they had, what was it? Skinny kids like Green Day and <laughs> I don't know. I Keep don't going either, though. Wait, is that what, is that the band I'm thinking of? Tree Fort was that local band. Yeah, that yeah. Had, like, I know. Gross I know out. Tree Fort, but like I think they had a song that was called like Why Do Only Skinny. Skinny kids love Green Day and fat kids like Metallica or something like that. <laughs> and I was Good like, time. "That's true, yeah, <laughs> accurate." Because <laughs> that was it. That was like the time where Green Day still had like actual fans. And right, it wasn't right, just right. like everyone likes Green right, Day, mm. right? But yeah, uh, all the, pretty... of the really skinny, scrawny, pimply punk kids yeah. liked Green Day, right. and all the fat, sweaty kids <laughs> liked Metallica. <laughs> I think that was a tree fort song. I don't know. Pro, it sounds like if it was, we'll we'll get our research guy on it, and if yeah. it wasn't, we'll we'll cut that bit. Oh yeah, we don't look shit up on here. Nope, never. No, okay. We just make statements. Unless I'm really bored. Yeah. So if I've looked something up on your episode, well, because I was fucking bored. I should start the transition into yeah. me becoming even even wussier. <laughs> and I'll start Adult it, wuss. <laughs> and I'll start it with. I'm just gonna. We all know we, we all listen to Weezer, so we're just going to go straight into Saves the Day. <laughs> and I had already liked Saves the Day album before this through being cool, which was way more pop punk, but this yeah. was them kind of branching into like actually being good at guitar. <laughs> Still not good at singing. No, fair. <laughs> I always but thought this band was pretty good, actually. I was, I, I was, this like, album this is, was very cool. Yeah, I was going to say this is an album one of a handful on this list that I actually think holds up. This is it, a really good album. It felt a little bit more adult than a lot of the stuff that was yeah. coming out, and, uh, especially in this scene. We have brought up, because uh, this band comes up a lot, uh, there are... I feel like I'm also, like, your most unoriginal guest. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like like hearing different opinions about this stuff and why people liked it is, is cool, and that's why we do this. But uh, yeah, they definitely they have some songs and some lyrics that now are just like ooh, like the way he t- 
talks about anything like Weezer about, does too, and like about women. Yeah, yeah. this is like yeah. I, yeah. Weezer and Saves the Day are like the worst. Like the two But you listen to it now, and you're like, I guess I, I didn't hear it correct. I don't know. It's no, just, you did hear it correctly. You were just like in that time you were like mad at girls yeah. for not yeah. liking right. you, and you were like, yeah. I do want to nail you against the wall and and use bottles to catch your blood. (laughs) I'll say Weezer's a weird one too because, like, they have a lot of misogynist lyrics, and then they—it was always the most girls I would see at a show was at Weezer shows. (laughs) There's always a ton of girls there, and I was just like, "It was one of the cool things about Weezer." Is like, yeah, girls like this band. That's awesome. I can talk to girls about these. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, any. Every girl that I like talked to and dated in high school, they all love Saves the Day and they all love yeah. Sarah Hose. It's like, all right. I'm sure there's not that actual connection there. I'm not trying to make a connection there. It's no, just, no, no, no. Yeah, it's yeah. just a cool thing. I'm just, yeah. yeah. Um, but they, yeah, this album, uh, I, I listen to it constantly. Yeah. Over and over this again. This was like constant repeat. There's not a bad song on this record. Still to this day, like I put this on sometimes. Um, yeah, that's a gr- that's great. I love I love that another, album too. Actually, that's another that's just kind of good pop song. Yeah, that just hits on all accounts. So Weezer too. I listened to a lot of Weezer in high school too. So really, those are two bands on your list that I was. It's just there for. There's some. There are a few bands that aren't even worth putting on because <laughs> like anyone listening to this, right. like yeah, we all know this. <laughs> I do yeah. wonder how much say how much of a crossover audience save the day has i feel like they had a song on the radio right didn't they have like a 99 they had some videos that probably got played late at night on mtv never like on trl or anything we good don't worry don't worry don't worry um will this be a good time to go pee sure yeah if you need to i do need to have to pee too let me take a quick pee break do you want to wrap up that thought Real quick, and then just oh, say yeah. what we. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, through being cool, I really like stay what you are. I loved, and then the one that in came reverie. out after that, I didn't like as a high schooler, and I haven't gone back and listened to it. I feel like I probably would have liked it as I was being older, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, for whatever reason, I was just like, no, yeah, I remember I like it. buying it. I remember where I bought it. It was after we got off work at AMC, and it was at the. Uh, Media play? Media play. Yeah. I went and bought this record the day it came out in Reverie by Saves the Day. And his voice changed completely. Uh, yeah. Like right. he, he sounded like a different person singing, but it was the same guy. He just made a conscious choice to change to, to, his vocal style. Yeah. And it didn't work for me. It got even wussier somehow. <laughs> yeah. But like he improved as a singer, but right. it, like lost all of the character. Like of, lost some of the edge there. Yeah. yeah. And it and there were like three songs on that rec on that record that I would like actually listen to on the CD and I played the three and then I pop it out and like put something else on because I just didn't like it. Did and you ever think it's very good. Did you ever see them live? I've never seen them Me live. Me neither. They never came here. I I feel like if yeah if they had we would have fucking yeah. gone yeah I don't think they ever showed up in Atlanta while we were in high school lame that's why I don't like them anymore you wanna take a quick break yeah we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back with more of my high school iPod with Chase Sampson all right we're back it's my high school iPod Jay Howell Muhammad Joma and our guest Chase Sampson here uh, playing us some of the tunes that he loved. Back in the early aughts of 
I was going to say the early, the early aughts, aughts of, of the aughts. Does yeah. the early aughts just mean the early 2000s or is... Yeah, like I think aught means the 2002, zero, zero. 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. should we talk about the controversy we just had off yes. mic? I think it needs to be oh addressed. Oh, my God. Um, Chase brought up a uh, a subject. Do you want to you want to bring it up to the into the microphones? Um, yeah, I was just uh, <laughs> kind of I was sitting here for the last hour we've been recording, just steaming and stewing. I thought like you looked pissed, like you were staring at me, like a and nice stewing. vegan chili <laughs> <laughs> that so mom it has yet. <laughs> Hey, I make a great vegan. I bet you do. I'm talking like eight different kinds of beans, avocado on top. I'm not that (laughs) Cali. I mean, those babies are like a buck twenty-five a pot. I was a little bit disturbed that Muhammad had not referred to me as his best friend yet. When I've heard a bunch of losers, I don't know on this show (laughs) that I felt like. Okay, so. Uh, no disrespect, no disrespect, disrespect to, to any of the guests. losers who were on here before. And I, I think you're conflating it with my other podcast in which I purposely but call I don't everybody listen my best to your friend. Other <laughs> okay, but I don't. Who have I like? Okay, no, let me let me say sense that. that he doesn't call you your. Let me tell you this, friend. Chase. Okay, I, okay honestly, I wanted at the start of the show mm-hmm. to get into. Mine and yours fr- friendship because it's different than you and Jay's it friendship. Is, yeah, and we had a, we were close friends. Yeah, and I just tried to take over the show, and I apologize for that because that's <laughs> that's very part of my personality. I think and I, I think I I tend to interrupt and tangent that. this show enough. And as the ball was getting rolling, and uh, you guys have such a story. I mean, you guys really were best friends in high school. Yeah, you guys were almost uh, inseparable. We're blood brothers. Blood brothers. So. As that ball kind of got rolling, I felt like I can't just insert myself in and be like, and I also was Chase's friend. <laughs> but you were, <laughs> But them. we were, and yeah. we were actually separate friends. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like the three of us hung out. Yeah. Like, uh, actually yeah, very think, rarely hung out, all three of us. I don't think the three of us ever really hung out until after high school. Yes. Muhammad and I. Which was very strange. Muhammad and I had a <laughs> class together and became friends kind of because we were like, well, we have friends that are friends, so yeah. I guess we should <laughs> right. be friends. Which was mostly you, actually, mm. I'm sure. And uh, and then even that was maybe a little bit later, too. Was that junior year? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, so we, we were kind of late. Uh, as much as we talk about how we were friends in high school, we didn't really become friends until Yeah, because I showed up a little bit around later. 10th grade, and I was doing worship band and not worship band with Jay. And then my other big scene was theater. Yeah, which and we I were in together. theater. And it was where I met Muhammad. And we did a lot of bits together. We did a lot of comedy together. And it was Mm -hmm. um, so much fun. We used to do a bit. This is like a life bit called Hallway Friends, Stairway Enemies, where we'd be buddies in the hallways. And we'd get to the... (laughs) We get to the stairway. Second, you enter the threshold of <laughs> we the stairwell. Down, screaming at each other. It turned into like jackass. Where yeah, it was like you. Were, we we actually tried to hurt each like, other. Like trip each other down the stairs, and yeah, and just and then as soon as you get to the door, you just then act like everything's normal. Then you, well, I think we would hug. Yeah, and apologize. <laughs> yeah, and then we keep walking down the hallway. Yeah. So you just uh, call him your best friend, so we can move on. Yeah, Chase Sampson, you're my best friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, I think we can move on with <laughs> Let's this do it. shindig. This okay. is Best Friend by Hot Rod Circuit. Uh, <laughs> Would have been good. five songs down. 
<laughs> That's five songs down. All right. Um, okay, I'm going to go with a band that has been played on this ad nauseum, but I don't think I've ever heard this song played, and this was the first song that I ever heard by Dashboard Confessional. Always assuming the it doesn't. This, nope. I think this was only played once on this show. Or they were only played we've, when we've, it was me and you. I we've think. discussed it. Yeah, actually, yeah. The 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 pilot, the pilot episode, episode of this yeah. podcast. Um, but yeah, this is another one that everybody listened to, and nobody is still defending. Yeah, <laughs> and here's here's an embarrassing fact about my life. I've been to. <laughs> hundreds of shows. I've I've probably been to a thousand concerts in my life. If if I'm not saying that in a braggadocious way, I've, it just was just a huge part of my life. It, right? It was it was who I was in high school and in college, and even now I go to shows. I have seen Death Row Professional far more than any <laughs> other band that I've ever seen live. I you, think I've seen Death Row Professional around twelve times. Wow! In uh. different states, in different places, and in different times in my life, and I'm not proud of that. <laughs> Nor I, should you be. But this is the music that a like fifteen, sixteen-year-old yeah. kid would. I wonder like, if this would was, be like this is for me. I wonder if this was brand new. If kids would still like it, I I think they would. Some of like, them I, would. I don't I'm think sure. like this is even of its time as much as it's just like only for a certain type of kid at a certain age. You know, I haven't listened to this album, which was like this is the Swiss Army Remix, which was his first album that was just acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and. Album. Really, really long time, and it's embarrassing. But this this song meant a lot. This, this song specifically, because I had just moved. This, this song is about like a long distance like relationship thing. Not that I was even in one, <laughs> yeah. but I definitely had like six girls that I still had a crush on where I had just moved from. So you felt like. So I felt like. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, but I mean, yeah. I don't think this. Is- that bad or anything it's, it, it's this just song for, is actually not that bad. it's when he does that like the fake really crying. when he takes it up a yeah. notch that is a little cringy um he yeah it like it was a very specific and and like i i remember like on our episode we talked about it, like yeah like there was blank 182 and there was some 41 and all these like pop punk things and then you heard this guy with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. And you were like, wait a minute, what is this? And uh, yeah, I'm sure there were plenty of people that it just didn't work for. But for the ones that it did work for, we went and saw him in concert multiple times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, spent a lot of money and, and really got into just like what every song was about. And like, because it don't, you know, he was like, it was like, well, he's like, a, he's a songwriter. You know, yeah. he's a he's a musician, he's a singer, he's a songwriter. Well, and it was really fascinating for me listening to those songs as someone who played guitar because he played guitar in a really weird way where he tuned his guitars in a very strange way. Huh. With that was uh, what you call an open tuning, so you could take the guitar if you tuned it in a certain way and not even have your left hand on it and strum it, and it would be a chord. 
and all you have to do is put your finger all the way across a fret so you'd be like an open, this is a d chord just bring and then you put your finger all the way across all six strings that's an f chord slide it up 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 and it had this very unique full sound which he was trying to achieve because he was the only right right right. he's yeah to this day it's called the caraba tuning it sounds like a guitar a hack like you read on it it is <laughs> jay do you remember this song god i wish i could hate you for the rest of my say i wish i could hate you for the rest of my god i wish i could hate you for the rest of my Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Get there! Get there! Come on! Sounds like so much. Who is this? Midtown. Yes. I Midtown is one of those bands that I I knew some of their songs and I had a sticker of them on my car, but I didn't listen to them that much. Hey, all you needed was the sticker. Yeah. They were a drive-thru record band. There were so many drive-thru record bands that I had stickers of on the back of my car. This is a pretty good pop sound. I've never heard of this band before. But they do sound like every other band that was yeah. coming out of that That's another thing. From doing this podcast, I realized I liked so many bands that could have just been one band. <laughs> But we ate this shit up, man. We loved this stuff. So the weird thing about uh, the singer of this band, Midtown, was that he went on to form that band Cobra Starship. Do you remember that band? Yes. From he, Snakes on a Plane? From Snakes on a Plane, the Samuel L. Jackson movie. They had like a theme song for the movie that was like a... It was like a... a what do you call A super group that was like the dude from this <laughs> band... A girl from another band. It's a funny dude to call them a band. super group. I'm sure they, they were like an emo pop super group yeah. that randomly made like a dance pop rock song that was the theme song for Snake Center. <laughs> <laughs> but then that band ended up being like really successful, actually. Mm. Really? Uh, and Midtown, no one ever heard of them. Yeah. Even Jay, who had the sticker on his car, didn't know any <laughs> didn't of their songs. <laughs> certain bands I've blocked out of my my, my memory. It's not enough room. Uh, I know. I feel. I feel like you talked about this with me off the record about like if I ever came on, you would want me to talk about this band. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Nobody else has ever talked about this band. Really? And I loved this band. I did too. Yeah. Why are you guys being coy? Who are they? This is the Juliana theory. I uh, I kind of remember that. Another. Very, very lightly Christian. Really? But just very flirted with the idea. They were on To The Nail Records, which was like a Christian label. Right, right. But I don't know that they ever even had any lyrics that were religious. I don't think so. But they were on Just enough to be in a Christian bookstore or whatever. But this was also their wussiest song. The wussiest. This This wasn't a Disney Channel original movie. Was it? I was going to say, it sounds very Disney. Yeah. No, it was uh, Motocrossed. Oh. <laughs> hey, what was that movie that was kind of like Brink? 
and it came out around the same time. But it wasn't Disney. Tsunami. Yeah, Airborne. 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 No, it's Jack. Johnny Tsunami actually is exactly like Brink, yeah, except it's just for about service. Right. Yeah. It's a person it's the same moves to a different town and has, has to, to do a different extreme, extreme sport, sport <laughs> from one extreme sport to a different yeah. extreme sport that is slightly different. Well, yeah. Airborne has that too. Airborne was a uh, Jack Black he's is like in a, Airborne. Jack so Black Seth, Green, Seth Green. Weirdly, mm-hmm. there's like two major stars in that movie, and they weren't the leads of the movie. No, it was some <laughs> other dude. Um, okay, so yeah, Julian and Theory was a band I really liked, and they were introduced to me. Do you remember Brett Montgomery, who is the drummer from Rockford? Yes. So he was a buddy of mine. Do you remember Rockford? We've talked. Very much so. Okay. Muhammad had a weird interaction with James, James Abercrombie, Abercrombie at a, a wedding. wedding. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> uh, uh, so Brett, I don't know why, but he was like a senior and I was a sophomore and he just befriended me and like we just became buds and he introduced, he was the one that showed me Juliana Theory and he also was the one that introduced me to a little band you may have heard of called Hoobastank. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Which, about uh, them once and then never again. Well, was, it was really weird because, well, so you would, were you friends with Brett? Uh, I don't remember. You guys had liked all the same music. He was yeah. into like 311. Hoobastank and, fell into that category yeah, for sure. The, a little bit more. So than, for any listeners that don't know, Hoobastank actually before they were the band that everyone knows who they are, were like a weird like acid funk jazz and they were opening like for a lot of those shows especially those bigger ones where it was like four people on the bill and like incubus and 311 would be like headliners they would be opening yeah and they had they played the kind of music that a band called Hoobastank would uh-huh. play. <laughs> and then for some reason they changed their style completely. Yeah, but not it, their you know, name. I can't even remember it's what that the what the big hit single they had was. I I can't even remember like their biggest hit? Yeah. The reason. Crawling in the dark. And crawling in the dark. Which they played They played a uh you played at church youth group before I was in the band. Yeah. And that was when I tried to tell my parents I didn't want to go to that church anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but they made me keep going back. You don't understand, You know what the Dad? reason why? I was because from the, from the crowd, I could see your Goonies sticker on your drums. I was like, I know he's not doing this by his <laughs> no. own choice. That was one of those, like, there were... There that was were, like a song that wasn't a Christian song, but, but they forced into being a yeah. Christian song. Yeah. They're like, well, crawling in the dark until you meet the Lord. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's what they mean, but... And the reason is Jesus! <laughs> yeah, Hoobastank was a pretend Christian band. Anyway, wow, that went real off the rails. So Brett from Rockford <laughs> right. uh, introduced me to Juliana Theory, and he also... This was right when I moved here. I didn't have any friends. I hadn't met Jay or you yet. And for some reason, he befriended me because I was wearing probably some band shirt he liked. Yeah, right. But he took me to my first concert uh, downtown L.A. Or, sorry. Atlanta. Uh, that was uh, pretentious. Whoa. <laughs> we vegan chili. And for anyone who doesn't know, I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> Work in the film industry. No biggie. Um, no, he took me to a concert in downtown Atlanta. I don't even remember what venue it was. I could probably think of it if I really tried. But it was Dashboard Confessional was the op- was the headliner, and the opener, the two openers, the first opener was the anniversary. Yes. Oh yeah, we've talked about them. You have talked about them. Yeah. Well, Sweet Marie, per- I particularly oh. Sweet Marie, which was on a sampler. 
that I also really like. Vagrant sampling. I think we did yeah, Sweet Marie on a, on a power. Another hour. year in the streets. Right? This, Isn't that the Vagrant? This song holds yeah. up. More synth. The yeah, anniversary. I love, I love anything with synth. It was cool, man. I, I was into that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, this definitely gets more like into the taps into like this part of the scene that I was into is like the anniversary and that, actually the those vagrant uh, record samplers like most of the stuff on there I was like this is great. It, it all felt a little more adult, which is so silly to say now, but it all felt like kind of mature. Yeah. I had never heard the anniversary before this show because I don't think they were even on vagrant yet. <clears throat> No, I do remember the album that had Sweet Marie on it had just come out like a month before this because they were promoting the hell out of it and they had right. posters and stuff. And I liked their set so much that I bought both of their CDs. Nice. Well, I like that. And an anniversary poster that I forgot I bought that Mitch reminded me was in my bedroom last night. <laughs> I hung out with Mitch last night and he's like, I, we were talking about how I was going to come do this. And he's like, yeah, I remember your room. You had a Weezer poster. You had a Midtown poster. You had an anniversary poster. I was like, I don't even remember that I had this poster. At a Green Day one. poster. You had any bad posters up in your room? Of course I did. Uh, I had, had a Jimmy World poster, poster, a Starting Line poster that I had signed. Uh, uh, not to brag. Yeah, I didn't get it signed, but uh, a girl. You it on eBay? No, a oh. girl that I was uh, friends with Ooh. got it signed for Let, me. Let's not. No, no. <laughs> um, She's not listening. <laughs> no, no one, no one is. <laughs> no one's listening. What this, like, just the way that the vocals are in this song, I, I still would, I still like this. Yeah, yeah this is too. cool. They, they're too. like, yeah. Shouting. They got like different levels of, of stuff going on. It's a great album. Yeah, this really is good. good <laughs> this is the album Designing Your Nervous Breakdown before uh, Your Majesty, which yes. had, had it on. But the other opener at this show, I was just also telling Mitch this story last night. I think I've told Jay this story before, but we were waiting outside. Me and Brett were waiting outside. And this like kid comes up and starts talking to us like, oh, cool. Yeah, you guys live around here? Yeah, cool. No, I'm just <laughs> in town visiting. I'm from Texas. And uh, uh, uh. And then, like, he goes up. We're, like, waiting for the show to start. And the kid who was, like, standing in line with us oh, outside shit. goes up on stage and starts playing. And it was Ben Queller. Ha! Oh, my God. That's cool. Uh, and this is my favorite Ben Queller song. Just, just an incredible pop song. This is on Chasha? Yeah. Family this, Tree this is the album. This song. This is this song is a huge Beatles ripoff, but like, <laughs> I mean, it, it just is. But it's such a great song. Uh, so good. So we listened to this specific song on this. No, not this one. Oh, it did. we did. We listened to Shasha and uh, Luke Tanner, who's a big Ben Queller fan, played uh, the Bends. Yeah, I remember. He we played the. We talked about the Bends, and uh, he played another one off Shasha, but not this one. But this album is still great. I really like Ben Queller's album. I had never heard of him before that. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I like him. He sounds good. He's he so has great. a very like. Uh, I mean, and it makes sense that you just talked about him just being one of the, like, hanging out amongst the people, because his voice is, like, very, seems very approachable, seems very, like, natural, and, like, you know, it's not, like, this, like, angelic, but it's really good. Yeah, he's definitely not, like... 
trying too hard the way that some of the people, some of the, some of the music yeah. scene does. Sometimes. And he was real like shaggy-haired guy yeah. who was just like. I mean, honestly, it sounds. I mean, it, it, it sounds like it could be of any time period. It mm-hmm. Doesn't sound dated. Doesn't sound like. Does it sound like a Beatles? It does sound like a Beatles song. <laughs> But it's good. It's got a little bit of like that Crosby Stills and Nash. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. Do you? Because I'm also very much into harmonies and stuff, and I. Jay's a great harmony singer, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Damn it. We almost nailed it. But like, that's clearly him doing all the oh, harmonies. Yeah. He played yeah. like everything on this record. Um, which is cool. But to me, I always. And this is not taking anything. I I still like that sound, but I always like it more when you can tell that it's different people doing the harmonies, hmm. just because it's like you guys work together yeah, to get a group. that note, like to all hit that that part. And I I totally can still appreciate. It's probably I've never tried to like sing a three part harmony by myself. Uh, I imagine it's not easy. Um, but yeah, there's just something about like the collaboration of of like getting different people to try to sing a harmony on a part that I I really like. But Ben Queller's still great. <laughs> I'm not trying ben to Queller's shit on Ben Queller. No. Ben Queller's it's a little bit more college rocky, I feel like. Yeah, and that was like kind of kind of like it was funny cuz like I got into uh like 10th 11th grade and i was like very flirting with kind of the more like college indie rocky thing sure, yeah. while i was still very entrenched right. in like pop punk and emo stuff but it was like always kind of there but i was still you know you know what's funny about into that, that thought is that i i felt like so much of like the cooler sort of indie music i missed until i was like in my mid 20s and it's because during that time, I was getting into hip hop, mm. and then for like my eighteen, nineteen, twenty-year-old years, that's like I just listened to rappers. Mm. I mean, some pop punk and stuff still kind of stuck around, like it does. But I didn't, I didn't make the transition like a lot of people were listening to that type of music did into like cool college rock stuff. Uh, you know, I was just, I, I missed that. So like, yeah, a lot of people bring up bands even like from their high school days. You know that are really like cool college rock bands. And I was like, yeah, I didn't hear these guys until I was like twenty five. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Well, like no, I'm Chase, ashamed. Well, like what Chase was saying was like he he liked Black Star, but he didn't. I'm sure there was plenty of hip hop right. acts that he missed out on. Yeah, and actually, I had that. I actually had that same feeling of of sort of feeling sort of like. I don't really. I'm not part of that scene. I mean, I didn't. I went to uh, college for a semester, and then didn't go to college again until I was. Well, then how were you supposed to get into college rock? Right, exactly. But I I do (laughs) remember, like, even when I would, unless you have a campus ID. Well, (laughs) even when I would like hear somebody like that, I'd be like, or like I listened to a lot of 88.5, like even through those years, and like I'd hear those shows, and they'd play like cool acts, and I'd just be like, this sounds good, but it's not for me. I'm not in that scene of like cool. Mm-hmm. Hip indie rock bands, or whatever. Mm. Oh, so let's talk about real quick the the part where Jay and I real briefly grew apart when I got into hardcore music. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. When I thought our friendship was over, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I made some new friends that were in a hardcore band that wanted me to play guitar in their band, and Jay didn't like that. Did you? Did you play a guitar? Yeah. In our, I, yeah, I was in a hardcore band, and was it my senior year? I think right. Yeah. Yeah, I I got like more and more out of like emo pop punk. Like junior year to me was like all emo stuff emo ish i was obsessed with like further seems forever and right. taking back sunday and brand new and all that stuff and then like i just had this real quick hardcore phase and i pulled up these like two songs that i remember really liking but not thinking about at all for the last like 15 years of my life it's the best let me <laughs> let me play one real quick yeah. okay because i want to actually listen to it I feel like someone's probably played this song. Jay looks miserable. Jay is crying. <laughs> it's very Not enough bad emotions. Who is this dark times for me, Jay? <laughs> It's actually not as bad but, as I but felt you it want was to remember you know why I like this kind of music? It's because this. <laughs> I don't like Matt. No, like, no. that yeah. right there yeah, is cool. why I liked it. Like I was saying in the beginning, the guitar harmonies on these like things that are just like yeah. I just Wait, like who, who so is cool. this? This is as I lay dying. This song is called ninety four hours. And it was totally not my scene, and I was totally an imposter in it, but I really liked learning how to uh, play. They're called posers. Yeah, I was a poser in this scene. An imposer. <laughs> but I really liked, enjoyed learning how to play a different style of guitar playing in that, in that band, because we haven't talked about at all the fact that Jay and I were in a band together <laughs> all through high school. Yeah. We played a lot of shows. We, we were in a band called My Friend Wendell, and I've talked about us a lot. And what makes me really, I don't know if sad's the word, what, what it, I am really like wish, we recorded a four song EP mm-hmm. and none of us have it. It doesn't, do Are you, you the have first it? My Friend Wendell yeah. bandmate? No, Mitchell. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, Mitchell, Mitchell actually heard it. But I don't know where it is. I don't know anyone that has it. I might have it at uh, my parents house okay somewhere in like my in like the office closet behind the jazzer cycle all right well if you have it we'll have to play it on a few who, who okay. else was in my friend rundle oh nathan ben. and yeah ben that's right nathan beddingfield was in it briefly and now nathan beddingfield as i've seen on facebook is the touring guitarist for the yodeling walmart kid what? No way, really? Mason Ramsey? Holy he's, shit. He's Mason Ramsey's Holy guitar player. Shit. Wait, so did he play at Coachella? Because <laughs> yes. Mason Ramsey did. Holy That's fuck. That's amazing. You didn't know that? No. Somebody yeah. call Nathan Beddingfield. Yeah, up. we're going to get him on an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's friend. awesome. That is awesome. Yep. Hey, I like the, that kid's verse on the... Uh, Old Town Road remix. I really did. I <laughs> he was like, he's that? pretty good on I it. Heard that. <laughs> and then I heard uh, one of his like singles, and I don't know what 
to make out of I mean, this is a whole nother subject <laughs> where I'm like, I guess it's not like bad because they put a lot of production value into it. Cause you know, he's like a big, like memed sort of artist now, yeah. like, but he's making records and stuff yeah. and they are putting like a lot of money and production value into it. But then it's still his like, you know, dumb little kid country yeah. voice. <laughs> um, well, we might have the guitar player on as a guest. Yeah, so yeah, may on. <laughs> so it's him Probably not. and he's... then our buddy Ben Paget. Yeah, what's who, he up to? Well, he went days. to Harrison, so he wasn't around our crew. Yeah, but I knew crew. I knew him through your band. Yeah. yeah. I, I hung out with him a bunch of times. Uh, yeah, Ben was great. Ben on. Yeah. We should. I haven't seen him in a while, but he's great. And, then, and then we eventually got, we eventually just tried to start copying uh 238 mm-hmm. and yes this is like our band went from sounding like a total pop punk band where i was the singer and we were a four piece and then we we had a synth player for a minute too uh and then, then we kind of started to get a little more mathy indie rocky and we just basically kind of tried to sound like this band 238 mm-hmm. that this holds up very well I like this. Me. Yeah. Uh, and Steve Kamal was our our frontman. Yeah. What's up with Steve Kamal? Have you seen him? Seen him in a while. I don't know what he's up to. Um. Yeah. We uh. We we were a band for like three years. Two and a half, three years. Yeah. Um. And it was a big like we've talked about. Uh, Have you ever talked about the fact that Fallout Boy opened for us? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and they know. were and they weren't famous yet, but they were still assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I cannot imagine what they are like now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they like the the sort of golden age of being in a band in 2003, where you had to like put up flyers and there was no like social media to be like. Hey, I'm gonna post a show, and people can like. You essentially just had to tell people, "Hey, I have a show. Have and a you show. should Please come. come." Yeah. Hey, are you my friend? Do you wanna come to my? Show? Yeah. I'm happy you brought up Insomnia or Insomniac because I it's like everybody a lot talks about here. Swayze's, but yeah, I used to see people. At, it's, I mean, it was you know whatever open mic, acoustic guitar type stuff. But I used to play. I played a couple of my friend Wendell's songs, solo songs there, but I would mostly play dashboard. I remember people songs. reading poetry there, like on stage. Oh yeah. There, yeah. Was, would you just go and listen? Too. Like, did yeah, you I think I anything? was going with friends. No, I never did anything. No. I wasn't performing then. 238 was another one of the, like, Christian bands that were cool. What's 238? And here's one more other of that same variety. Has has anyone ever talked about me without you on here? We talked about me without you a lot. Really? Everybody Well, No, just the episode we just recorded. We, Pedro the Lion and me without you were just here, like, last week. Oh, they're Pedro's next on the list. Yeah. Hell yeah. This was this is the one me without you song that I knew going into the show and they didn't play it and I was like oh man <laughs> really <laughs> yeah this is like their song they've well, had uh, albums and albums and, and so. Jeremy was our, our guest on that episode was t- saying that he's seen them a bunch of times they toured like yeah. throughout forever and I think these guys song? are good by the way this is a I haven't listened really actually listened to this album a long time until I was going through this and I was listening to this song and I was like 
this is actually really good. Dude, yeah. I... The lyrics are pretty... Excellent. Yeah, I talked about it on the on the episode. Uh, Did you see them play at Swayze's? Uh-uh. But I remember Mitchell... I was I went there. Yeah, and, and, and when I told Mitchell I was going to see them the other night, he was like, dude, they played Swayze's. I was like, I don't miss it. But I didn't like this in high school because of the way the guy's singing and then the other night when i saw them i was like fuck this is cool yeah. why did why was i so close-minded and weird in high school i would have really liked this, this like really weird experiencing them play at swayze's where i was a i was a pretty big fan of the band at that point and i went and saw them and their lead singers is very strange charismatic like artsy guy yeah. And I had this really weird feeling that I just wanted to like follow him, <laughs> like, like truly, like I think I think I saw I think this was our senior year, and I think it was right either after we graduated or like right before we were about to. And they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna go like uh, to the next town or whatever. They won't come." And I was like. Kind of do, like yeah. He was, he, and and it felt kind of culty. Yeah, like it's it kind of weird. Like the guy really gives off. His name's Aaron Weiss. Weiss. And he gave off this very like Christ-like, uh, like just energy of yeah. of of like I'm just like a pure like guy who just artists and like let's all just like do art and like yeah. music and like forget everything else and like also let's all love each other and like jesus is in there somewhere too because they were like kind of christian and mm-hmm. i was like this guy is really like charismatic and cool and i it's just want to go it, see what he's about like cult leaders usually <laughs> well no and like and honestly like uh, uh the more i've like learned about charles manson the more i'm like this dude kind of reminds me of the dude from without you. <laughs> to be fair that guy from me without you is- not like Charles Manson. Yeah, he he didn't ever murder it. Yeah, <laughs> a, no, but he's uh, a but good he, nor he, at he like starting off, a cult. Right, <laughs> he gave off like a a very like charismatic like follow me vibe. Yeah, and and I got caught up in it like without meaning to, and generally started being like, could I just like leave and just like go with there? And it kind of freaked me out. I'll play one more song. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, so uh, skipping through, like, that's, like, launching into uh, more uh, Saddle Creaky type world, skipping Bright Eyes and Cursive and all that stuff. Um, probably the, eventually the thing, the most influential uh, band for me in high school was Rilo Kiley. I was like, if Chase doesn't play fucking Rilo Kyler, I'd be really mad. Speaking of cool uh, college Rocky bands, this is one I didn't hear until I was. No. Well, I think you probably showed them to me at, yeah, back probably. in the mil- uh, middle Tennessee days. I don't know if we've talked about them on an episode. I think oh, we've. Really? I think we've done. Well, we've done them on the power in both hours. power hours. Yeah. So it's been a minute of being like, okay, Rilo Kiley, yeah. they're really good, and they have this. But talk about Rilo Kiley, like. Uh. I think I first heard them probably through Mitch. Mm-hmm. I think, and I had I've always had an affinity for female singers, which my playlist here doesn't reflect <laughs> at all. <laughs> but like all, all of the music that I listened to before I got into pop punk 
was like all my favorite bands were there like we didn't talk about this at all because this is way prior but like one of my all-time all-time favorite bands is the cardigans right uh you know love fool from romeo and juliet for anybody that doesn't know romeo plus juliet romeo plus juliet pause long <laughs> uh but yeah they're oh, the cardigans are an amazing band and they were they to this day are like have their albums are incredible um but yeah the first time i heard rilo kiley i was just like blown away by her voice and the songwriting and the aesthetic of the band and how it all worked and i was like obsessed with this band i spent like all my time my senior year like on their message boards and yeah. like i i saw them play like a bunch of times and that totally led me into like this whole other road of like female fronted indie pop which i really ran with all through college and like bands like the softies and tilly in the wall and rose melberg and go sailor and like all these girly pop indie, indie pop bands that they still really like all that stuff so this might be the longest episode to date good job guys Jeez, hey it's all good uh chase Thank you so much. It was a blast, buddy. It was good catching up with you over music. Nothing else. So Um, much fun. Yeah. Okay, now that this is over, let's take our headphones off and just keep doing this. Yeah. Even though it's already 1230 and I have to be at work at 630. Oh, that's okay. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Let future Chase deal with that. (laughs) Um, Thank you. I I really appreciate you coming. I love you. I'm glad that you wanted to do an episode uh, and this has been fantastic. I'm so happy to have been here. Thank you for having me. I hope to be back for Power Hour one day. Yes. Me too. We'll do one... uh, well, right before your wedding. Ooh, hey, we're going to have a... Do. We got a Power Hour 3 coming up. Chase is like 26, I Oh, think. boy. So we're rounding down. We got to plan that out. Do you do it every out. 10? We every do it every 10. 10. <laughs> it's something that we decided to do. And can, we, can we do it at Christmas? Because I'll be back for that. Yes. Sure. We'll okay. do one. We'll do well. one and shoehorn you in whenever we get to a 10. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I just like... It does seem like a lot sometimes, but then like there's just the third one. Like I get excited still about um. <laughs> we'll see in like another if we make it to like episode sixty or seventy, we yeah. might be like, God damn it, we got to do another fucking power. Hour. I will say after the last one, like the next day, I woke up being like, Jesus Christ, well, are we really <laughs> gonna do this every fucking ten episodes? It's <laughs> But they are a blast. So. They're the only ones that people ever say, yeah. listen to your power episode. <laughs> right. I really liked it. I'm like, what about the nine before? <laughs> no and one's like, going to say that about this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nonsense. cool. Another guy playing pop punk and emo music <laughs> and waxing poetic. Can I say one thing, though? Say I want to say I'm very proud of you guys. Stop. No. You guys. Shucks. No, this is really cool. And I think that, Muhammad, your concept of let's make a podcast is genius. And that Thank it turned you. into something that can bring a bunch of friends together to reminisce about old times. Yeah, it's been fun. It's like, uh, I think about something my parents said to me one time when I was in college or like when I graduated college and I was like hanging out with, with I think maybe Jay, Mitch, and Muhammad. 
I think all of us were like, yeah, I was we, going to meet the three of you guys. Right. They said, why are you still oh, is it when we got those when, guys? Is it when we got into that car accident? maybe. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it was <laughs> Muhammad and I. I picked up Muhammad and then someone rear-ended us in my mom's car <laughs> yeah. like a few years ago. <laughs> just sitting at a stoplight. We just hear, for like 30 I, seconds oh. and it just gets smashed into. Uh, but yeah, and my mom just was like, I just think it's so special that you guys are all still friends. Like those are like true forever friends. And I was like, yeah, you guys are like, we don't, we live on opposite sides of the country and we don't talk as much as I wish we did. But like, I think about you guys all the time and it's just great to like be hanging out and like using this as a reason to get together not that we wouldn't do it anyway. Right. For sure. But, right. like, it's, it's like, an actual reason, and no one can, like, say anything about it, because it's like, we have a podcast to record. Yeah, we have to work right uh, now. Yeah. We're, okay. doing a, we're working on a project together, but really, like, this is a cool thing to, like, connect with people, and, to, and it helps me as someone who loves you guys and cares about you guys listening from across the country to this podcast and getting to, like, feel like i'm a part of your life oh, i'm so glad it's really it's, nice it's it's fun yeah and dude. It, like, it makes me happy anytime i have to like drive across town for work and i'm sitting in my car for an hour and a half i'm like oh let's see who was on my high school ipod and i just get to hear like jay and muhammad laugh struggle to make a podcast <laughs> no, i get to hear jay muhammad be jay muhammad oh, dude thank you so much yeah, man so it's very special for me to get to be here, oh yeah so. Well, special Cheers for us to too. We, uh, I think, early on in the days, we were like, when Chase is in town, we definitely need to have him on the show for so, sure. Um, when when now we're regretting it. <laughs> when Jay, because this, 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 this <laughs> of course, this is yeah, the longest know, episode. Right? Though. This this, uh, this record came up uh, kind of last minute too, and um, I've been very sick, and we recorded one already this week, and I. Wouldn't have done it for anybody else, but you said Aww. Chase Hampton. I was like, Thanks. "Fuck yeah, let's do this fucking so don't thing." Kiss him on the mouth. <laughs> yeah, I know you want to. That's <laughs> <laughs> my high school iPod. <laughs> After do you guys ever fade out with a song? Yes, we always do. Do you have do you one have that one? you want to? Yeah, play it. Yeah, give him the aux cord. Oh, I have it. Well, we gotta let's let's I do mean, our, yeah, don't let's play do our it, goodbyes. But, but um, I'll cue you. Yeah. Chase, yeah, do, do you have anything you want people to know about? Do you want to promote anything? You don't have to, but if you do, um, I just finished building a tiki bar in my house. Hey, maybe <laughs> promote that. <laughs> do it. Is it on your Insta? I got it. Is. So I, I have a. I, oh, I so think my, I did too. My so. big, my big passion that I'm all about is the tiki culture. So I have a tiki Instagram account at Trader Sampson, and uh, I travel around and go to lots of tiki bars and I built a tiki bar into my back house and I learn about rum and teach people about rum and the process of making it in classic tiki cocktails from the 1930s and 40s. And that's like kind of what my thing is right now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm, I may be kind of more transitioning out of working in the film industry into doing something more in the rum and cocktail world. So I'm kind of excited. About it. Hell yeah. So, Hell yeah. Your Instagram is a very cool thing to follow. Yes. I always, I always like your posts and your pictures of things and they always look delicious and Thank it you. makes me thirsty. 
Um, are you like, are, are people invited to like, come, are you going to like yeah. open that up as a thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh so I'm in Los Angeles. If you're ever in Los Angeles and want to come check out my tiki bar at my house, hit me up. And when I say tiki bar, I think a lot of people really think of just Jimmy Buffett, but this is like a very old school, old Hollywood, 1930s, forties tiki with, uh, all fresh, cl- fresh homemade ingredients and citruses and uh yeah anyone who's ever in la that wants to come check out the bar and hang out and have cocktails made for you hit me up awesome that's very cool are we gonna have some of these when we are in town for your wedding in october yes sir (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking for don't invite everybody (laughs) (laughs) wait so when you I can't think of what you normally do for outro music. Is it more like music from high school or is it like, whatever? it can be whatever. What we, it's sometimes a, it's something that we just, just randomly kind of touched upon. And then okay. sometimes it's just something that one. I feel like playing. So awesome. I have a good one and it's not from high school. It's from cool. previous. Mohammed, you got anything you want to uh, Well, we've been recording a few lately, so I feel like I've been plugging the same stuff, but uh, I'll go ahead and just say again, you probably heard this like three or four weeks in a row now, but the live episode of Let's Make a Podcast recorded live from Southern Fried Gaming Expo. Uh, it's a game show featuring Rudy Turner and Mitchell Actually Hardage, and of course I'm hosting. Uh, that is out now, so go find uh, Let's Make a Podcast with Muhammad T. Joe and friends wherever you get podcasts, and uh, you can listen to that episode and the entire back catalog, of course, is still up there. And make sure you subscribe to it so you can get all the new episodes that are coming out randomly now whenever we decide to make an episode that no longer on a schedule. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. And then uh, there's my new Instagram page, the underscore sour bro, which is just my breads and uh, me the process of me breaking making bread and baking bread. I know, it's funny. I've got a lot of shit all I'm, the time. No, I'm laughing but, at how much i like the name oh I'm sour bro literally following it right now <laughs> yes yeah, give it a follow um yeah i have a lot of hobbies i collect fucking hobbies sam was that's great fun of me from, about it about how many instagram you pages now are have 48 followers hey oh yeah it's brand new creative mind uh, but check it out uh, if you like to see the process of making sourdough and then pictures of breads and pictures of my messy kitchen mm. beautiful you guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm, I hope you enjoyed uh, three best friends for you know, uh, 20-some years uh, getting together and talking about uh, the old days. Um, and if not, I'm sorry, but we really enjoyed <laughs> doing it. Why'd you listen to it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if you made it all this way, uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, tell some friends uh, about the podcast. We would appreciate uh, more listeners. Uh, we love our listeners. You can follow us on Instagram at my high school iPod. You can follow us on Twitter at my HS iPod. Uh, the theme song for this episode and every episode is performed by Marcus. You can find Marcus at we underscore r underscore Marcus. Um, listen to Mountain Party. Uh, that is a band that I get to play drums for. Uh, that my friend and friend of the show Justin Green uh, has worked really hard to make. Uh, we have we have a, a EP called the proletariat ep uh, you can find it everywhere and i think you'll really like it and um until next time check them out on youtube and watch the music video that i directed yes muhammad made a, a, a video an amazing video for the song milltown you can find that on youtube uh you guys are the best uh be good to everybody um we love you love yourselves until next time 
Make yourself a playlist. Throw that shit on, su- on shuffle. Get out there and change the world. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> I did touch about it. <laughs>